0: Good
1: afternoon and welcome. It's been 30 years since we started recycling, and the Blue Box program may be in for a radical revamp based on a new provincial report. Now, none of the damning details are a big surprise. The report says that about 30% of what we put in those blue boxes ends up in landfills. It says that there are no uniform standards for what is recyclable, and instead we have a hodgepodge of rules throughout 240 Ontario municipalities. And it says that costs are set to go up about $10 million a year. Environment Minister Jeff Urich wants to take that burden away from our cities. And he joins me now. Minister Urich, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thanks for having me on. Okay, so uh, I've laid out the bare bones of the report. What else uh, does it say is a key?
2: Well, I mean, his, his key recommendations, uh, David Lindsay, put forward is um, we need to work quickly to start a process of change with regards to the recycling program because it is going to take some time to transition. Um, we ensure to work towards having the producers responsible for the Blue Box program um, and make sure they're responsible for manage all the printed paper and packaging that they are supplying in Ontario to make sure that... Uh, uh... they're uh... being properly recycled or um you know in any effect i think this will uh... give incentive to the producers to start reducing the amount of uh... packaging they are putting on their product if if they want to control the costs of the program so we're looking forward to continue review of mr lindsay's report and and trying to work forward to increase recycling uh... percentage uh... Go, uh reducing from going to landfill and at the same time uh, uh reducing costs for municipalities
1: do you have a number on what it costs now uh, for the whole province?
2: I, I don't have a, a concise number, but it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars uh, across the entire province. Um, the, uh, the, the the cost is set to start to rapidly increase uh, to municipalities at $10 million a year starting this year. And, and, and that's unsustainable considering our diversion rates haven't improved and, and too much is still going in the landfill for the cost to shoot through the roof and and, and unfortunately uh, if it becomes unaffordable then you're going to see reductions in the blue box program so this is a way to mitigate uh, the cost structure and improve the system at the same time.
1: So how much of the problem is that that the jurisdictions that usually take our recycling are, are getting stricter about what they will accept?
2: I, I think that's part of the problem is, is, is contamination of, of what people are putting in the blue box. If they put something uh, in, in the blue box that contaminates another product that could possibly recycle that in case, we'll, we'll send it to, uh, uh, to the landfill. And, and the other issue uh, that isn't spoken much about, there's 240 different blue box programs in this province. So people that live in Toronto can recycle certain things. But you know if they have a cottage up in the Muskokas or, or down here on Lake Erie, you'd be able to recycle different things, not exactly what's in your blue box, so it's easy to to either become frustrated of what you put in your blue box and, and, and not focus on it or, or put the wrong product in and, and, and damage the ability to have it recycled. So um, part of this process with Mr. Lindsay is that, that we will be standardizing what's in the blue box and hopefully expanding what's available uh, for, for all involved.
1: And And how do you do that? I mean, is is this uh, how how is that going to happen? So you just tell the municipalities that this is what they have to accept?
2: Well, I mean, m- municipalities will kind of uh, they won't they won't have to be running the blue box program anymore. They will be working with the producers who will be uh, funding and running the system. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to have a consultation with municipalities and the producers, uh, Mr. Lindsay's already met with the association of municipalities, the city of Toronto, Loblaws, magazines, Canada, Procter and Gamma, Walmart. So we're going to work together to find a common standardized, uh, uh, what's allowed in the blue box. And then at the same time, we're going to, uh, you know, with the cost totally going to the producer, it's going to incent them to expand what can be recycled or decrease what's uh, being produced at the start.
1: Yeah, some of some of the packaging that I see—I mean, you mentioned Loblaws there at <laughs> Loblaws—is you know shocking.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I I, I just remember my daughter growing up—the the the packaging she'd have for her presents at Christmas time or her birthday was like more more plastic and packaging than there was actually inside the box. So, uh, if you make the producers. Uh, uh, responsible for the cost of the recycling program you'll see most likely the packaging grad- greatly reduce and you'll find new avenues uh, uh, for recycling throughout the province the the blue box program will be maintained so if you have it at your doorstep now it'll still be there in the future but you'll have more avenues to recycle other products that currently aren't being recycled
1: and what's a timeline for this
2: well that's what we're still looking at uh David Lindsay did say uh, for his report to be five or six years to do a full transition, and that's to make sure we get the regulations right, to make sure the producers are ready to, to continue, and it's to make sure that people uh, having a blue box program at the door don't see a difference in the transition. That's one thing we don't want to do is decrease the the service people are receiving now. We want to expand upon it. And, and, in fact, this report will lead us to expanding more blue box programs through rural and northern Ontario and, and Indigenous communities. So... Um, we're going to make sure it, it's done well. and We'll have more to say next week once we finish going through this report and coming up with a plan forward.
1: Okay. And uh, cost to taxpayers before I let you go?
2: Your cost is going to the producer. So there, All there's of it. really, uh, yeah, it's 100% going to the producer. Uh, we are going to be the, uh, the the overseers to make sure that uh, uh, the responsibility of the producers is, is being followed through. And But the cost is going to the producers, and I'm sure uh, they'll be incentivized to decrease uh, what's being packaged, but also and create new possible economies throughout the province for recycling.
1: Okay, Jeff Urich, Minister of the Environment. We're going to keep an eye on this. It's a frequent topic here. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you very much. Okay, let's uh, take a call from Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill.
3: Hi. I think when you said 30 years, you said it all. We've been doing this for 30 years, and I think 30 years ago, I had a summer job as a garbage man, so I kind of I've kind of been there, but we've been living a lie. City of Toronto, everything, they probably nailed me a ton of recyclable material to promote the recycling. So the taxes, the manufacturers, they're going to be charged with it. They're going to pass the price on to me. So my taxes now, will my taxes for recycling, will they go down? You know, I went from two pickups a week back 30 years ago or 20 years ago, now I get one pickup. I'm actually storing garbage, which kind of gets smelly, for two weeks. It's just, there's no end to this. We're not getting anything out of it.
1: Well I I would uh, disagree with that I I think uh you know th- that uh, putting the cost on the producers it's uh, something that you would think that a quote progressive government would be in favor of I know that advocates are in favor of it and you know uh people before we take our next experts. I mean, some of the packaging is ridiculous. I've bought, you know, like a little kitchen implement tongs where literally there was so much packaging on it that I was not strong enough to cut through it with a scissors. Uh, and, uh, yesterday we got home late from cottage and, you know, we took frozen pasta out of the fridge and there was a sleeve on it, a cardboard sleeve, which should be easily recyclable, but it was black label and it was black. So it's, so these, these guys, if they now have to pay for it, they might do it a little more intelligently.
3: I agree. But why don't they legislate You know, you if you're going to package things, do it in the the least amount of material possible. And if you're using material, it has to be recyclable. But here's the classic example of the way it works here: the beer store. If I go in and I buy a bottle of beer, that bottle goes back, and I I pay a deposit on it. It goes back, it gets recycled thirty times, gets reused. That's positive recycling. Tin cans. I go and I buy a can of beer and I pay a recycling fee on it, and it goes back to them. Aluminum is the most recyclable material, the most valuable one. So the beer store makes you bring it back to them so they get all the money. Why do I have to pay a 10% deposit on a beer can when I could put it into my, my uh, blue Well bin, Well,
1: and people people have so a lot of issues that money. W- with the beer store, and, and they say that they recycle. Anyway, Bill, I'm going to have to let you go. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Always Okay. Uh, We are moving along here, and I am going to bring in Keith Brooks, Program Director at Environmental Defense, and uh, Annette Sinovitz, who is Toronto Solid Waste Management Services. Hello there, both of you. Hello. Good afternoon. Okay. So, Annette, first of all, uh, what is your reaction to this? Uh, I think it's great news. Uh, The City of Toronto has been
4: advocating for a transition of the blue box program to full producer responsibility for some time. So this is great news. And uh, we look forward to the province taking the next steps with a, you know, a a, a communication to wind up the existing blue box program. So this is great news for the province of Ontario.
1: How much is uh, the recycling program, the blue Box program setting Toronto back now? Uh,
4: it depends on the operating year. So basically, uh, municipalities have to, um, submit costs to, uh, the Resource Productivity and Recovery Association, uh, which are net costs. So basically, the costs to run the program offset by the costs of recyclables. So depending on the costs and the revenue of the recyclables, that can change every year. But typically, uh, the City of Toronto's been, uh, paying about twenty million dollars to provide the cost of the residential uh, blue box program after stewardship funding and after revenues have been received.
1: Okay, so it's uh, it's pretty expensive. Let's bring in Keith Brooks. And Keith, uh, you know, advocates have been calling for this for a long time that the shift that the cost be shifted to the producers.
5: Yeah, this is a very positive development. Actually, uh, we're we're happy to see it happening. Uh, we'd like to see it happen you know as kind of quickly as, as, as possible. in um, some of the discussion you were having earlier is I, I'd like to just pick up on that and to say that, yeah, we want to make producers responsible for the waste that they produce uh, because they should be footing the bill for this, not taxpayers. And also what's good about this is that it, uh, it closes a, an information loop, a, a feedback loop, if you will, to encourage people, the producers, to, to, if we set high targets, we make producers responsible. They're not going to be making all kinds of packaging that is excessive, packaging that can't be recycled and that kind of thing. They're going to make packaging and they're going to create systems so that we can close the loop and create a circular economy instead of all this waste that we have today.
1: Well, exactly. You know, and that example that I gave earlier about, you know, buying the tongs at Loblaws and the packaging was so thick I couldn't cut it open with a scissor, you know, at the dollar store, I saw the same thing hanging with just a little, like a little tag, right?
5: Yeah, no, it's, it's absurd. And, and here's the, the, I mean, we know now Canada and, and Ontario, we're failing on recycling, right? 9% of our plastic gets recycled. And across the province less than 30% of everything gets recycled. It's, it's, it's terrible. It needs to change. And we need to get good information on that. We need to send the right signals to the producers who are making all of this garbage, who are making all these products right now. They can put anything on the store shelf. It doesn't have to be recyclable. It doesn't have to be any certain size. There's no limit on what people can be selling. And it's not even those people that are making the product. It's not their responsibility to deal with these products after they've been you know sold and put on the store shelf and et cetera. So there's just no incentive for them to, to make things in thinking about waste reduction and thinking about recycling and th- making them responsible. will close that loop though.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, making them pay is, is, is going to do it. And Annette, you know, uh, Toronto I think had a good effort with the waste wizard but even that it's kind of hard to navigate and you kind of I know we're I'm in the middle of dinner or something and and I ask my husband is this recyclable or is that recyclable and then we, you know we have a conversation about who has to look it up it's it's very confusing for people
4: yeah, and we've definitely tried, uh, you know, to, to make that as easy as possible for people. Um, we have the new Toronto Waste app or TO Waste app that's available now for, for users to download. We have over 2,300 items available for users to search as well as we offer, you know, we constantly look at the data that's being input into that Waste app so we can be adding items all the time. And that's, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, that we don't have control. Municipalities don't have control over the items that are going onto the shelves, and it's it is challenging at times to keep up with uh, the new packaging materials and sources that are, are being sold to consumers. So, as much as we try to, uh, you know, give out information and educate residents, that it's just uh, it fast fast moving pace. Um, Alternatively, there's also um, another challenge where, you know, some of the directions on some of that packaging can be confusing to residents.
1: Yeah, uh, no kidding. And, and I think that, you know, the whole e-commerce thing is making things even worse. When you order something online, it comes in a lot of packaging.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like, you know, the nested dolls, right? I have some pictures sometimes that I use in my presentations when I'm educating the public on, you know, it, you know, there's a box inside a box inside a box and then inside of there there's even like bubble bubble packaging to make sure that that item gets to the consumer in a in a format that's not, you know, damaged in any way. So, you know, ultimately that comes to the curb and and we need to deal with that as a municipality. So it's really starting to become very a lot of volume. And the nature of packaging and the way it's changed over time has also shifted towards being more prevalent in plastics and lightweighting. So, you know, the same, uh, maybe our weights have gone down in diversion, but the volume and number of units having to be dealt with through this equipment and sortation uh, is
1: is also increasingly challenging. Keith Brooks, uh, the minister was talking about five or six years to transition. Does that sound good to you?
5: Yeah, it looks like a, a pretty reasonable timeline. I mean, we'd like to see things go as quickly as possible, um, but they've kind of outlined, you know, a number of steps that need to be taken um, to transition away from the responsibility being on municipalities to being on on producers. And, you know, the reality is, like, the City of Toronto and other municipalities, they, ha- they own recycling facilities. There's contracts in place because they have waste haulers who are, you know, kind of coming to your doorstep and picking up the garbage. There's that kind of stuff. Uh, in place, and they need they need to actually wind those contracts down and put new systems in place, and you know figure out who, how the new organization and administration will work. So it is it is a bit complex, and we and we can't just kind of turn a switch and change overnight. Um, but we we do want to see things go as quickly as possible. But the the really important thing for us actually is we want to see really high targets set. This is the thing is. You know how So we're going to make producers responsible, but for what? what? What's the goal that they have to meet? And what's the penalty if they don't meet it? That's what the real struggle is going to be about.
1: Okay. I am going to say thank you and goodbye to Annette Sinovitz and Keith Brooks. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And I'm going to bring in Councillor James Pasternak, and he is the chair of the Infrastructure and Environment Committee. And Councillor Pasternak, what's your reaction to this?
6: Well, finally, we've got something where the the city and the province uh, are somewhat aligned. Uh, we've been asking for a reform program of the Blue Bent uh, strategy for some time, and it looks like the queens park is uh, is is moving in that direction. We want the program to be more cost effective. We want it to pick up more items, and we want it extended producer responsibility for the industry to take responsibility for it.
1: Uh, that sounds, uh, that sounds right. Now, uh, I'm waiting to take another caller from another member of our audience who, who is saying, is, is this going to end up costing them more? Are, are the producers going to just shift the cost of, of the recycling onto consumers? And if the city pays less, uh, is that going to be, a, a little bit of a, ta- a tax break or something for us?
6: Well, we're looking now at a situation where uh, we're spending approximately uh, seventy million dollars gross uh, on the program. Twenty uh, million
1: net. Annette just told us.
6: Yeah. So it, it looks like it looks like uh, the 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 that once we get our rebates, it's looking at twenty twenty million dollars uh, net. Uh, should we move to extended producer responsibility, which which the city and the province are aligned on, uh, we would be saving approximately $20 million. Now we have a program here that's not really a f- uh, meeting uh, its, its philosophical and practical goals. It hasn't grown in the last 15 years, and it's uh, pegged to grow at about $10 million a year in cost. And on top of that, 30% of the items put in the blue box uh, end up in landfill, which is not what we want. so we want a better, smarter program uh, that can that can recycle, uh, reduce uh, the pressure on our landfill and and make sure the environment is is uh, protected.
1: So yes, but my question is if the city saves money will will that be passed along to the taxpayers?
6: well no I mean we we've got a situation in which we're we're going to be negotiating uh, with the province uh, with the various uh, private sector uh, partners uh, to take more carriage and more responsibility for for this program uh, if we're offloading it uh, to the private sector I don't see uh, how we would then tax be taxing uh, uh, um, you know regular consumers for a program that's going to be run by a third party but anything we do will be protecting our residents of Toronto
1: well you know what uh, what i'm saying is if if the city gets a break will they pass that break on to the taxpayers who are worried that the rec- that the packagers are just going to pass the costs of recycling on to them
6: well, anything that we negotiate will be protecting, uh, the residents, uh, of Toronto. We will not, uh, be, uh, letting third party, uh, producers, extended producer responsibility, put any kind of pressure or, or, uh, liability on the individual homeowner. And of course, uh, when the city does well in savings, we, we pass that, uh, always along with, uh, reduced fees. And of course, uh, tax below or at the rate of inflation. So it always trickles down to the homeowner as savings. And of course, we will make sure that anything we negotiate protects consumers.
1: What do you think the most difficult aspect of getting this done is going to be? Well, I think uh, you've got
6: uh, you've got over two hundred municipalities across the province. Uh, who are participating uh, in the program? Uh, there's widespread confusion over what's uh, acceptable in the blue box from municipality to, to from municipality to municipality, and so you need clarity there. So you've got uh, you've got those stakeholders at the table, municipalities across uh, the province, plus the city of of Toronto included in there. Uh, you've got regular. Uh, uh, you know consumers, uh, and of course you've got the private sector and the province, so the challenge ahead is to get everybody at the table and agree on a path forward that can make this work uh, that it can be a seamless uh, transfer at the same time. the province is recommending this be uh, transitioned over multiple years, I believe six minimum
1: he said uh, he said five or six
6: yeah so so it's clearly when a program uh is transitioned over a long period of time it has a much higher uh rate of success than if it's just uh sort of brought in the next morning that those programs usually fail so incrementalism will work as long as all of the stakeholders are at the table uh whether it be seniors uh whether it whether it be municipalities whether it be the private sector everybody's at the table to come to an agreement that works that saves taxpayers money it makes the, green, the the blue bin program more effective and that, and that everybody is, is actually singing from the same handbook uh, that uh, recycling is a good thing and we have to make it work.
1: Does this surprise you that it's coming from a conservative government?
6: Well, it does, and it doesn't. Uh, clearly, um, their, their mission as a conservative government is to look at programs that, are, that could work better or, or are not working and have to be reformed. Uh, this is a situation in which there's alignment between municipalities and the province, uh, making sure this program uh, meets its goals and its philosophy. And when you see a figure of 30 percent of items in the blue box ending up in landfills, I mean, you know, I got to tell you, when I when I put items in my uh, in my blue box, I'm expecting them to be recycled. Well, I'm sure there's uh, millions of Ontarians who feel the same way, but they're not. They're going into landfill for a number of different reasons, and. And so we need a better program. We need to take the pressure uh, off of uh, municipalities, the financial pressure. And we have to make sure that the private sector does does its uh, role. Uh, but also, uh, world situations are, are changing. The recyclables exactly. uh, that have uh, traditionally gone to China are no longer no, no longer available in that market. There may that means the there'll be new downward pressure on the costs of re, of uh, selling, selling recyclables, and we have to look at at, at the world situation and world reality.
1: Okay, okay. okay. Councillor James Pasternak, thanks so much for being with us.
6: Oh, you're very welcome. All the best.
1: Okay, you too. Yep. Take care. Okay, right. let's uh, take a quick call from Dave in Brampton before we switch gears. Hi, Dave. Hi.
2: My feelings are, as a former businessman, if my costs go up, you pay for it.
1: So what you're saying, you don't believe that uh, the the packagers won't pass the costs on to the consumer?
2: They will pass the costs on to the consumers for sure. I can't see them doing anything else. Any business that operates as their costs go up, no matter how it is, they will pass it on to the consumer.
1: So you are skeptical, let's say.
2: I would say so.
1: Okay, well, I guess we have to wait and see. In the meantime, uh, we didn't talk to any of the packagers. I would imagine that they are not that happy about this, but oh, uh, think, everybody I else seems think, to be. I would almost
2: guarantee you they will raise their prices. Okay. It may not be much per unit, but they will raise their prices. They okay. may lower, mind you, they may lower the amount of uh, wrapping and stuff that they do, but they will raise their prices.
1: Right. And I think they should, you know, get rid of some of that ridiculous, unnecessary stuff. Dave, thanks for your call. I agree with you there. Yeah. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.